Are you ready to articulate yourself so well in conversations that getting friends came easily to you? Yes? Good! Because this is the Speak Up to Connect podcast, and I'm your host, Nicole Jean. I truly believe that a conversation is an investment in a relationship, and there is no other more important life skill than knowing how to strike up an engaging conversation with someone, authentically connect with another human being, and build a meaningful relationship. Want to know how to get this? Then let's get into the episode. How are some people so magnetic? It's like, are there some people, like celebrities or someone that you admire that when they enter a room, when they start speaking, when they open their mouth and words start coming out, you're just drawn to them. They're, they're like a magnet. It's like they were born lucky with a fantastic personality, a pretty smile, and this this sense of confidence that people are just drawn to. You know, for me, people that come to mind is Oprah Winfrey, Barack Obama, uh, Robert Downey Jr., Oh, Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston. I am a big Tom Hiddleston fan. Uh, Tom Hiddleston is the actor who plays Loki in the Avengers movies, in Thor, um, and in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And when he comes onto the screen in a movie or even gives an interview, I am just, I'm just drawn to him. Oh my goodness. So how do these people do it? What, what is their trick? Are they just born this way? Do they learn how to be magnetic? How? What is their secret? So for those of you who are new here, hi, my name is Nicole Jean. I am your people skills coach and I help you converse with ease in face-to-face interactions so that you can magically get more friends as an adult. And today we're going to talk about the three habits that you can do that will make you magnetic with other people. Are you ready? Let's go. So number one tip for, or number one habit for being magnetic with other people, one is be present. Be present. Be present with where you are, with who you are. Be present with the other human being that you're with at the time. You know, for example, if you're walking down the street and you see someone else walking down the street in the opposite direction, you know, so towards you, and they're about to pass you, be present in that moment. You are with another human being, another soul. Acknowledge that moment and say hi. Too many of us are not in the present. Too many of us are actually in the past. We're presently in the past. You know, if we're in the past, we're thinking to ourselves, I've always felt socially awkward. I always go mentally blank in the past. I always have lost my train of thought in conversations. I always get tongue-tied, and I never know what to say when I'm talking to another person. And so by mentally living in the past and not in the present, you're bringing the past into the present. Does that make sense? You're bringing your past socially awkward self, the one who messed up, in engaging in a conversation last week. The one who went mentally blank during small talk last week. 
the one who forgot someone's name when they were introduced with someone. Um, you know, you're bringing your past self into the present. You're breathing more life into the, your past self. And so now, when you're walking down that street and you see someone walking in the opposite direction towards you, about to pass you, you're going to be thinking about how socially awkward you've always been and you still are. That will keep you from saying hello to the other person. It'll keep you from saying hi. For, um, how's it going? How's your day going? It'll keep you from realizing that, hey, you are standing here on the ground on this planet next to another human being with feelings, emotions, insecurities, fears, doubts, and even dreams and goals. I'll give you, let me give you an example just to kind of flush it out. So I'm a nurse practitioner by day. <clears throat> and for those of you who live outside the U.S. of A., uh, a nurse practitioner is a registered nurse with a master's degree and advanced clinical training. And so as a nurse practitioner, I can see patients autonomously. I can, you know, diagnose them with a disease. I can treat their disease. I can prescribe medications. I can order labs on my own. You know, some even call nurse practitioners as mid-level providers, like an in-between between a nurse and a doctor. <clears throat> And I see a lot of patients during the day, during the daytime, and some patients love seeing me. And some patients, they don't. They, some patients have this old, old belief that only doctors are competent to see patients. It doesn't happen often, but sometimes it does. Sometimes I'll see a patient who doesn't want to see me, and I will walk into that exam room with a smile on my face, I'll say hello, I'll introduce myself, I'll ask them how they're feeling, and the patient is very standoffish, very standoffish. They, they see my name tag on my white coat, and they, it says nurse practitioner, and they're immediately, they question my knowledge, my training, my expertise, and my experience, and they ask to see the doctor instead. And, you know, those times that it does happen, it, it does hurt a little bit. It does, you know, when someone makes you feel bad about yourself, it hurts. It's, that's human nature, to feel hurt when you're insulted or even misunderstood. But guess what? I have to see another patient afterwards. My day doesn't end. And so the next patient, when I knock on that exam door, I open the door, I enter with a smile on my face, I say, hello, it's nice to meet you. How are you feeling? I don't go in sulking because the prior patient insulted me. I don't bring my past into my present. I am just present because I'm about to enter a wonderful conversation with another human being. I am about to connect with another human being. And if I entered that exam room and saw my second patient, and only thought about how the first patient insulted me, made me feel bad, I would be so focused on thinking about the, my past experience, how hurt I am. I would be, and I, the other, I wouldn't be focusing on the second person, the person in front of me. And the other person would think, hello, I'm right here. Am I not important enough to say hi or hello to? Am I not important enough to be acknowledged? I mean, how do you feel 
when someone walks right past you, you they see you, you see them, you make eye contact, but they don't say a word. They just keep walking and they don't acknowledge you. How does that make you feel? It hurts, right? It hurts you. It makes you feel invisible. It makes you feel like you're not important. And when you feel invisible, it makes you feel like you're not worthy of recognition or love. And so that is exactly what you do to others when you are not present and when you're living in the past. And so the first habit I want you to start practicing is to be present. Be present with who you are, with where you are, with who you are. Don't bring your past into your present. Don't breathe more life into your past. So that's habit number one. All right, habit number two. Habit number two that you can do to make yourself more magnetic with other people is to be curious. Be curious about other people. This is like the next step up. This is like the graduation from the first habit of being present. Be curious. Don't just be present. Be curious about other people. So often I have clients who complain to me, why can't I let myself be like other people? I wish I could laugh. I could be comfortable and just feel so free. I hate that I feel so confused and, and stuck and scared. How many times did you hear the word I in those, in, that sen- in those three sentences? How many times did you hear the word I? I counted at least five or six times in those few sentences. It's so hard to carry a conversation when we are so hyper-focused on, on how we're doing, if we're saying the right things, how awkward we feel, what impression we're giving. It's so, if it's so hard to focus on a conversation where we're so focused on ourselves, it overwhelms our brain and it pushes out any leftover brain cells available to carry a conversation with other people. And so the best way to change that thought pattern is to replace it with something else. I'm not going to sit here and, you know, um, I'm not going to sit here and tell you to simply stop worrying about feeling socially awkward because that's not going to work. The best way to, re- to change a thought pattern is to replace it with something else. A best way to change a habit is to replace it with something else. And so if you constantly, when you're in a conversation, when you're about to enter a conversation and you think to yourself, I don't know what to say. I get, I get so confused. I get so overwhelmed. I get so fearful. I just... I want to feel free and light and comfortable and laugh like other people. Why can't I do that? Instead, I want you to get curious about the other person. When we're so hyper-focused on ourselves, it's so hard to stop feeling overwhelmed and to engage in a conversation with someone else. That's like me saying, don't think about a pink elephant. Well, of course you're going to think about a pink elephant. That's all you can think about now. I bet you have it in your brain now, a giant pink elephant in your head. And so, like I said, the easiest and fastest way to change a thought pattern is to replace it with something else. And being curious is a way, way more productive state of mind when going into a conversation. And so, if you're, for example, if you're, again, cross, if you're crossing the street and you see someone walking in the opposite direction about to pass you, 
Instead of looking down at your phone, looking down at the street, pretending you don't see them, avoiding eye contact so that you don't have to say hi, what if you thought to yourself, I wonder how they're doing. I wonder if they're having a good day or not. I wonder if I say hi, will I make their day? Doesn't thinking those thoughts make you want to say hello? Doesn't that put you in a different state of mind? And then before you know it, you've made eye contact, you've opened your mouth and said hi. All because you replace your old thought of, I feel confused, I feel stuck, to, I'm curious, how are they doing today? And that's what great people skills do. It's, that sm- it's those small mental shifts, those small physical shifts that cause big, massive results. It's that fine-tuning. And that's what Socially Awkward Boot Camp can do for you. That's my coaching, my 12-week signature coaching service. The first module of Socially Awkward Boot Camp will teach you how to think about people when it comes to engaging in conversations. What that means for you is that you will actually feel the desire to talk to people and ask, hey, how's your day going? Hey, how are you doing? But the real value is that you can leave your house feeling comfortable in your own skin while walking past any person that comes by your way. Did you know that a study done in the UK, of a huge study group of over 1,200 people, 1,200 individuals who went outdoors at least five minutes every day, just five minutes they went outside every day, they all 100% improved Uh, uh, reported improved self-esteem and confidence immediately and that anxiety, depression, and anger all were notably decreased after spending time outdoors. And feeling comfortable in your own skin is what you want, right? And so that's what I want you to walk away with that feeling. And so if Socially Awkward Bootcamp sounds interesting, I want you to go on my Instagram and DM me, Socially Awkward, and I'll give you more information about Social Awkward Bootcamp and see if it's even a right fit for you, if it's even a good fit for you and can really help you feel more confident in carrying a conversation and connecting and making friends with other people. All right, so that was habit number two to being more magnetic with other people is to be curious. Now we're on to the third one, our final habit. Habit number three to being more magnetic with other people. Be positive. Be positive. I know this sounds like a cop-out. I don't mean to be naively positive, walking around thinking and saying, everything will be okay, everything will work out, it'll be fine, life is all rainbows. No, 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 no. I mean, when I say be positive, I mean have a positive perception of things. Have a positive perception of things. Let's say someone is having a bad day. This happens so often. <clears throat> you know, even I have bad days. I got a three-year-old toddler. Some days, he just doesn't want to follow me. He doesn't want to go with our plans. He has a meltdown. It's a struggle even getting out of the house, going to the park, doing things, making dinner, eating dinner, getting to bed. Or maybe, you know, at work, at my day job, I see so many complex cases in one day that it's, 
I have to spend more time with each patient and it makes me run behind in my schedule. So now I have to apologize to my patients for running behind in their appointments or wasting their time because I want to make sure I'm spending enough time with each patient that needs it. And I end up working overtime and I get home way past dark, way past dinner. And it's just, you know, those bad days. I'm sure you know exactly what this is. You have them too. And so those bad days, you know, you want to throw in the towel, maybe scream into a pillow, just feel like the world's collapsing. You want to give up. And so if you have a friend that's going through a bad day, how can you be positive? Instead of saying, oh, that sucks. Oh, that sucks you're having a bad day. What if you said, you are superwoman for pushing through and I really admire your tenacity? Wow, right? I did a few things there. One, I was positive, but also, well, first of all, I didn't minimize the feelings that my friend had. I didn't minimize the feelings they had about their bad day, but I actually validated it. But I also shined a positive light on their experience. I helped them see their scenario in a positive way. But most importantly, you made yourself appear as someone who is positive. And guess what? Positive people are magnetic. Positive people, people are drawn to positive people. Have you ever seen Oprah Winfrey, Barack Obama, Robert Downey Jr., Tom Hiddleston, complain and be negative and critical on, on themselves in an interview? No. They are positive, inspiring people. Positive people are inspiring. They draw other people to them like a moth to a flame. And so, you know, if you fall into the habit of being critical of other people, it's a good sign that you're critical of yourself. It's a good sign that you are just really critical of yourself. And I want you to learn and practice the art of self-compassion. In fact, when you show compassion to others, when you are positive to others, when you compliment them, when you hear your own voice speak these compassionate and positive words to others, you hear your voice say them, your brain, your body starts to internalize it. And you start to believe the words you are saying. Your thoughts start to believe it. And you will start believing it in yourself. And being compassionate with other people will start to bleed in all aspects of your life, including your own self-confidence. And if you're thinking like, that was a great example of what to physically say, like what words to say to someone who's having a bad day and I want to be positive, then you need to check out my last live stream or my last podcast episode. It's called Three Simple Things That can You Can Do to Make Speaking Easier. And it'll really help you out in knowing other ways you can speak and practice the habit of being positive. And so that's the third habit to be magnetic with other people is to be positive. And so I hope this episode, I hope this live stream was helpful for you in starting your journey and becoming more magnetic with other people in terms of connecting and carrying a conversation and getting more friends. If you like this episode and it resonates with you, please DM me on Instagram at it's Nicole Jean. Jean is with two N's and an E, J-E-A-N-N-E. And I want you to write the word podcast and I want to hear about it. I want to hear that, hey, this worked for me. Hey, this was great. Like I did this today and I got into a conversation with someone. I said, hi. And I, 
I never, but I always freak out about that. That's what I want for you. And so DM me on Instagram. I love to chit chat and see how you're doing and how I can help. All right, everyone. Have a wonderful rest of your day and I will see you all in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Speak Up to Connect podcast. I cherish you. I appreciate you. And thank you again for welcoming me into your life. If you found this episode helpful, I'd love to hear from you. Just head over to my Instagram at it's Nicole Jean and send me a DM with the word podcast so I know where you came from. Until next time, I'm your people skills coach rooting for you. Let's all continue to speak up to connect.